Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how are you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm doing good. How are you today? Life is good. We're almost at, uh, I guess, officially the beginning of summer or something. Sure feels that way here in Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, 95 every day the last week here. Pretty much. Ridiculous. From here to Virginia. Spoke to a client yesterday in Virginia. She said it was in the 90s. So that's pretty far north to be in the 90s. That is pretty far north. I agree. All right. So uh, I thought maybe we'd talk today. Where do you start when it's time to grow your business? Well, that's a great, great question for sure. So it will come at it from two different angles and I'm sure it will evolve. So one was from a question from one of my guys, uh, HVAC contract, but it doesn't matter what he is, the service business, right? And the question was, hey, I'm ready to grow. I, I want to grow. He's just a two-man team, him and one other guy. He's saying, I need help sales. I need help installing, and I need office help. Where do I start? Okay, before you answer, okay, well, let's do that one. Let's go with that one. Where do you start? Dave, what do you tell well, I think it has to start with a question. So it's him and him and another guy, I take it. So are they so busy that he, you know, like he's in a truck, his guy's in a truck with him. And, you know, as long as the owner's in that truck, he's going to be limited. So, but, so the question becomes, uh, do you have enough business for you to move out and put somebody else into the truck with that technician? That would come first. Um, but if you, if you're making good money, but after he gets done at 7 PM in the, in the evening, and then he goes back to the office all sweaty, his wife brings him dinner and he's doing his books. Well, I think you there's your answer right there. It, um, it, the, it's very dependent upon what's really going on in the business would determine uh, whether he can get out of that truck or not. Right. And I, I think that's exactly right. It's, it depends, right? It depends. Where, where do you start? The answer is it depends. And the part of it is, and I have this, uh, this valuation form that I've got that I put together, I kind of, I call it your roadmap here. That um, kind of goes through a question that says, you know, what are you good at generating leads? What do you need help with? What are you good at converting client prospects? What do you need help with? What are you good at transactions and what do you need help with? So you can have a questionnaire, a uh, screen process, almost self-diagnose yourself. What am I good at? What's like the question we said before, what's working and what isn't working? But it's just reminded me, I had this conversation now about two, three weeks ago with a uh, commercial janitorial service, almost the exact same question. You know, they start out the idea, I think we talked about this a little bit, you know, one crew and, and they get stuck there. How do they get two, three, four, five crews? So it almost goes where I always recommend fix yourself first. Let me fix my, your, myself first and then the rest will follow. So let's go with the assumption that, you know, business is pretty good, but you're exactly right at night, right? Um, even if business. You need to start with the little stuff first. I want to be administrative. You broke up a little there, Matt. Oh, sorry. Well, that's all right. You could say that again. So yeah. So what I was saying was, I would say it, it, it depends, but not only does it depend, it's 
I would say fix the entrepreneur first, fix the business owner first. And what I mean by that is let's get rid of the stuff that's not A plus activity, which is most likely the administrative level. In some right. cases, yes. I, I would say that sometimes um, I'm going to use, go back to the, the HVAC company. Yep. Um, let's, let's say they're making enough money maybe to hire an office person. Like in other words, it's him and another guy. They're out doing installing and doing their thing and they're making enough money. Maybe he's got, you know, an extra, he could spare five, $600 a week, $800 a week to hire an office person. Um, and he's right on that borderline. If he hires them, then he's got then he's just, uh, he's still in the truck and he's still working hard. He only got a few more hours, but he's got no more money. Because why are you in business? You, you want money and time. Well, if that were the case, I would, I would say get more sales. Now, um, that can be done not necessarily without, hire, with, you know, without hiring salespeople because you can get more sales by advertising in the right, right place, you can get more sales from repeat business. You and I go through this all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if he is considering hiring a salesperson, that there's a learning curve to hire a salesperson. Here's what's not gonna happen. He's not gonna go hire a salesperson who's working for Johnstone Supply, who's one of his suppliers, and that salesperson is making, you know, 80 to $90,000 a year working for Johnstone. He's not going to, that, that salesperson is not going to come work for your two person company on commission only basis. Right. Um, or, or, you know, even for a 600 or a thousand dollar week base, that's just not going to happen because you don't have the business. So you're going to be undoubtedly bringing in somebody who's a little greener on the sales side. And that curve is going to be 60 to 90 days. So, um, if, you want to transition out to do what you're saying, which is get the owner's life back. It's kind of a, it's, it's the chicken or the egg thing here. I, <laughs> I would say you bring in a salesperson and you bring in an office person, but if it were me, I would bring in a commission only sales representative immediately. Right, and right. Um, so, you know, and I'm very experienced at this because I mean, I built a, a commission only sales force of, 180 people um, at, at any one time running the entire country in, in my last company. Um, it's not as fun as it sounds, but it can't <laughs> um, because in sales, this is the, this is the thing. Everybody wants a salary, but the reality is all sales is commission only. I don't care what you're doing. Eventually. If you're not, yeah. If you're not producing, you're not getting paid. What right. you and I do for a living, Matt, is commission only. If That's right. If our customers don't buy from us, we're not getting paid. And then our wives wonder what we're doing home. <laughs> the money's out there, right? So it's out there. Well, it's funny to say it. so so it it also depends on what the entrepreneur or business owner is good at, right? So so if the good if the owner is really good at sales, then having the and office help would free up his time to do more sales, right? If he's a really good technician, HVAC, I just talked about the car for the uh, janitorial business as well, really, then the office help would help him to do more of what he does, do more technical work. 
there's you made a great point. I put a big giant asterisk there. Yeah. Um, most business owners in a service business are the best technician they have. <laughs> it, it or the best sales guy. I'll say the best sales guy. I got a lot of guys that are great at sales and not good at much else. Great people yeah. first. You know? Yep. And but the, if 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 they ever want to have value in their company, they've got to get out of the attic. If I mean, yep. they, if you're an HVAC guy and you're in the attic on a regular basis, your business 25 years from now is going to look exactly the same. It's going to have no value other than your ability to get up, get out of bed, go to work every day. There's no value in you being in an attic. Um, if somebody wants to buy your company, you have to create value. And that means you move into the office. And you, and I see your, all I see is a smile, man. I don't see you moving. So that means your internet connection got slow. So I don't know if, if the recording can hear you, but I can't. So, um, but when I see you moving, then I'll, I'll let you talk. I'm just going to, we're going to keep going with what I'm saying that the, when there's a um, an owner that's out there, sometimes the fastest way for that owner to get out of that situation is to hire an assistant that can take up some of the slack, certainly, so the um, the owner themselves has the ability to move back out of that out of that attic and into serving their clients because the reality is in a in a perfect world you get to serve your clients and you're not the one actually doing the work that's that's what uh you know that's what your business is about that's what your uh your business is about you owning a company not the other way around not not your company owning you we lost matt so he'll be back in a second i'm sure um, internet in Buckhead, Atlanta is a little slow, but um, it the ultimately the company value. And where do you start when it's time to grow your business? We were referring to somebody as two people. So this is one of those times where I believe you really got to know where's your company at. Are you making money right now? Do you have the money to hire that office assistant? Decide whether or not that office office assistant or uh, office person. Um, needs to be full-time or part-time. If you can find somebody who can work 20 hours a week and be part-time, then you don't have the, the overhead cost of benefits. And you might even be able to pay more on a part-time basis than um, a little more because you won't have the, the cost of the benefits. And that might be the first step to you um, growing your company because now a lot of the things you're doing after hours might allow you to work an hour or two longer. Like if you're the best installer right now, that might allow you to work a little longer um, to, uh, you know, to, to bring in a little more money, which now may allow you to hire another installer. You can begin training another installer um, and uh, perhaps a uh, salesperson. And now Matt is back. So Matt, I was just sitting talking to myself because I didn't want to leave a blank recording. But what I, what I got to was the, the fact that if, if you have enough money, you might be able to hire the office person part-time so you don't have the benefits expense. Right. Uh, 
And then that person can make you more effective. Maybe that gives you an extra hour a day, five hours a week that you're still in the attic, but you're making a little more money because you don't have to go back to the office yeah. to get stuff done. And now you've made a little more money and that might allow you to bring in another installer and start training another installer, those types yeah, of things. almost like max out your revenue first. Yeah. Am I, am I working, whatever, my 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week, whatever it is, doing my A-plex activities? Am I in the attic for 40 to 60 hours? That's going to be the most money that guy can possibly make, right? Yeah, and that would then, sound awful, doesn't it? It sounds awful, but then what he, that's the most he makes. Then he can back out and say, all right, now I need to find my replacement. So that, again, where to start could be, it could have been that he didn't have he didn't have forty hours of work, right? So a lot, a lot of times that's when somebody's facing look they they're busy or they've been busy for thirty or sixty days and they think oh I got to do this but reality is if you look at a six month block of time you were back at the office a lot you didn't have all that much work that's where you got to be cautious about hiring support people um, if you bring in commission sales reps. Granted, you can't assign them hours to be a 1099 rep. You're not allowed to assign hours of, you know, you, you, you could tell them, hey, you know, whatever. You pay them commission, but you can't assign hours. But you can make it, especially if you have a lead generation platform that right. generates them leads, that they hunt leads. That's also a good route to take. This is, you're not going to get a definitive answer from either of us, I would bet. Unless we know the situation, like you said, you got a questionnaire that you ask. Yeah, you got to go through the. You got to go through where, where you, what's working and what isn't working, right? Am I good at number one generating leads? Am I good at conversions? Am I good at upselling and downselling? Am I good at my pricing and bundling? Am I good at my profit margins? Good to begin with, right? And the answer is it depends, right? I always talk about we're going to run through those five checkpoints, but we're going to go down the rabbit hole for you might be different than. Than Betty over here, or Susie over there, or Bill over, over here, because it's your rabbit hole. I call it a rabbit hole. Your issues are different. There's, yeah. there's business, like we said. Eventually, you're going to want to build a million dollar business, which is everything you just said, right? Which has the business self-sustaining, running without you, growing without you, and you have the ability to sell it because you can easily replace yourself, right? That's the goal. And to do that, you need to have each of these steps, right? You got to have the lead generation and the conversion process. But it's going to take a process, and, and, and your order might be different than my order, might be different than the HVAC versus the janitorial guy versus the financial plan. Well, the, so beauty, of a, the beauty of a janitorial business, and, and what I say the beauty of it is um, janitorial activities can be done by most anyone. Right. So, um, if you create processes that you can plug people into, that's why janitorial businesses can grow very large. That's why pest control businesses grow very large because they, they create a process, but it's no different if you're in the HVAC business. It's no different. You just have to create a process that you plug people into. And when the people are plugged into the process, you can continue to refine the processes and train those people. But, you shouldn't think of it any different than the, the pool cleaning company is a nationwide company. You don't see a lot of those, but I, I'm just saying something as simple as cleaning pools can grow into, I, I, I know of a guy here in Florida um, who's, who's known for doing this. He um, literally, he'll, he'll show up in any city. He loves to travel Florida. He'll show up in any city in Florida 
And in six to eight weeks, he'll have mailers going out. He'll start a pool service. And um, in literally in, a, in just a matter of a couple months, he's got about a, he's got about a, you know, about a $10,000 a month business. And then he sells that business for about $80,000. And he does it over and over and over and over again. And his typical model is he hires uh, college kids to do the pool cleaning. And he does this over and over and over again. I mean, you can't talk about any, any more simplistic of a thing. I'm like, why don't you just grow it nationwide? But that's what <laughs> well, like, all he wants is a little time off. That's all he wants. He grows it and then takes time off. That's the thing. He can move to any city that he wants in America and start the pool company and then move to the next city. It but might be awesome. hard in a place like, you know, Green Bay, Wisconsin, to have a very long pool business. Uh, but... Um, that's what those guys do, the snubble show, uh, the snubble. Shovel snow, yep. Yeah, so, <laughs> but so the, you know, it's funny, Matt, this is not far from, um, from the discussion I had with a, a prospective client um, earlier this week. And he was, um, he's a business coach and was facing um, kind of a, which direction do I go point in, in his business? And he's doing Facebook ads and he's doing, uh, you know, tons of Twitter, all this social media and YouTube, and he's going in all these directions. And what's my, what's my next step? And of course, then we just had to say, okay, well, what's working. Right. Right. And if you don't know what's working, um, we got to get to that first. And, um, his issue was he didn't know his metrics. He didn't know what was working. He's running in so many directions. Yep. Yep. And that's what a lot of business owners do. He's still he's still the HVAC guy in the attic. Right, right. And that's a great point. So so I remember one of the gurus, I can't remember which one, talks about and we've talked about this before. You know, the before, during, and after is Dean Jackson or Takimori is attract, deliver, and scale. Yeah. That's exactly right. Where where I forget which one says it, let's just figure out one way to attract clients. What, let's just pick one of the ways that's working best for you, that you've had success with in the past, and that's the one way we're gonna attract clients. And then we're gonna deliver the service, and we're only delivering one service for now. And then we're gonna uh, scale or service those existing clients. And, and I forget who this is, I think it might be Takimori, which is you just do one of each until you get to a million dollars. Then you start to a mill. You need one way to attract clients, product delivery. You need one way to scale it or service those existing or ongoing clients. And then you get to a million. And then we, Dean Jackson says it a different way. Dean Jackson says one niche at a time, right? So uh, you're going after the, you know, whatever, one community, the pool guy. You're going after one community at a time. Then you move to the next. Once he's got that city established, he would go to the next city or the next town. So that's an, that's an example of he didn't just send flyers all over Florida. He did one city, one niche. To he actually, the, the pool guy, he would actually do literally a two-mile radius with uh, flyers that he would he would pay a college kid, literally, go, I need you to go hang these on doorknobs. And that's all he did. And he he studied, though, and it's a cool thing. He studied yeah. um, what the local pool services charge in that area. And right. so if they were charging, you know, um, 
$89 a month for pool service. He'd come in about $85 a month and put that on his flyer. And before long, he had literally full-time work for somebody six days, you know, but he wouldn't use somebody full-time. He would only use part-time people. And, and you can do it with dog walking or anything. We got off track, but the- No, no, that's actually perfect though. The, the way he, one thing at a time. How do you grow your business? You do one thing at a time. Choose one way to attract clients, choose one way to deliver the service, and choose one way to scale. That's pretty good, I like that. Well, and it is one way. There's the, the problem with most businesses is, okay, so my business, I, I look at it as I create content. That's how I grow my business. Okay. It spreads across a lot of platforms, but my real core business is creating content for yeah, content, content marketing. Right. Coaching and training others. So I'm constantly creating content. It comes easy to me. I mean, even doing this, this is, we're creating content. But um, the, that's my business. Whether that brings more business or not, your business is, no matter what you are, you're a media channel. And, and if, if you're going to grow, you want to be good at, really good at at least two media channels, one social media channel and email. So I'll just say you got to be good at one thing and email. Right. And right. I'm not that good at email because I don't <laughs> like it. I hate it. But I, I email. I mean, I set up, that's what automation is all about. So, right, right. But the, uh, you know, the, the client that I dealt with was almost so ADHD that, uh, and I, I hope he's not watching, but <laughs> uh, like right. you've got to get micro focused on what's working and not spread yourself so thin across all these platforms. Just start really, you know, even if you have to hire an assistant who understands Google analytics, find out what's working. And like you said, grow to a million dollars based upon one platform, grow to a million and then reevaluate. Right. Right. And we've talked about that before. So, so where do you start? You start with, I always say the first thing you do is look at what's worked in the last year. Where have your clients come from? You might have a niche that you are, you most likely have a niche already in your book of business you don't know. So I go back to that HVAC contract. What's the niche? Is it geographic? Is it psychographic? You know, uh, uh, young couples. Is it like we said, the, the, the housing age? You know, does most of your business comes from houses over 20 years old? Most of your business comes from new construction. You probably got a niche in your business to begin. With. And now we just pick that niche and go with it until we get it mastered. And then we roll to the next niche. So we've, we've talked about that before. Um, and again, your niche is different than my niche, which is different than so-and-so's niche. So where you start is where your problems are, right? And, well, and what are your strengths? The better that a technician is, um, if I were like a really good HVAC technician, I would literally, and I had an assistant on the job, I would, I would go out and buy like a, a nice Canon um, video camera, they're like whatever, 800 bucks. And, and everything I did, I would have that technician video me. I want this clearly on video. And I would li literally have training videos made because if you, you're the technician, okay? Let's talk about, this is how you can document your process of what you yeah. do. 
You know yeah. what wire to pull. If you've ever watched a really good HVAC guy, he's pulling wires, he's pulling this out, he's pulling that out. It's like, dude, are you know where all the I know where it goes, and they just go really fast. And and all of a sudden the air conditioner's running in like a matter of minutes because they know what they're doing. Well, get that stuff documented in, in videos today. You don't have to put your videos online. Videos today can be your training videos for your next technician. So guess what happens? You create your own app for your employees. And and he's like, oh, I'm working on a York whatever. I don't know any York air conditioners. I just saw an ad for a York air conditioner today, so I that name came to mind. Well, then your technician can go look at York and go, oh, here's it. Oh, there's the one. And they can watch the video. <laughs> and it's on your app, training your techs. I mean, well, it's funny you say that because this is exactly uh, you're a content creator. That's your favorite thing to do. And uh, that's a great way to make training videos just by recording what you do. I think I've mentioned before, I use a screencast and copy my screencast. But one you mentioned, one of our very first podcasts was you talking about the lawnmower guy somewhere in North Carolina. Yep. And he was basically, that's what he was doing. He was making videos of himself preparing the lawnmowers. And so if you watch that video, you'd be like, well, I don't want to do this. He's the guy I want to do it. So you could actually use that same content. You're making training HVAC people. And he really could post that online. Exactly. Say, oh, I had a client who's HVAC. My AC wasn't working. I had a party a couple weeks ago. AC wasn't working. We called a guy out here. Something about the, the, uh, fuse had triggered that's inside the outside compressor unit thing like it wasn't inside it wasn't in the power box inside it was actually in here i had no idea i'm quasi i know what i'm doing but for him walked outside popped open the cage there's a little button he pressed it magic the uh, coolant compressor thing on the outside is working it would appear to me that HVAC contractors would want to make a remote button for that, where they could shut that off. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was, you could have told me that. I could have done it. Just, you know, I'm quasi-handy. I could have done that myself. Uh, but he could make that video. Hey, tell, and that could be content, like, hey, your AC isn't working. Check these three places, you know, the fuse box in the house, whatever else that's inside by the blower, and then go outside and check. And it could be a training manual. That he made a video, hey, check these three things. And it could be a video on social media for advertising that says, hey, if you're AC and working, here's what to check. And if you don't want to do it yourself, give us a call. The day is coming, Matt. It is this the day is coming when an HVAC contractor will literally be able to log on his computer and tell his technician, go to you know 184 South Street. They need a capacitor in their air conditioner. How do you know? Because I'm looking at their air conditioning unit. I can see how the unit's running. I know exactly what's wrong because I've got all the all the sensors in place. Because the big industrial systems now have that, that type. But I you, thought you mentioned that about electric electrician something a couple of weeks ago as well. Yeah, we have we there's automation tools that um, are are now coming online because, I mean, what happens when there's a need in the marketplace? People find a way to exploit the need in a way that benefits the customer. Um, as long as you're creating, um, you're creating materials or, or, or products that that benefit the customer, but solve problems and make it easier on the technician, perhaps you're going to always have business. It, don't worry about the competition. I mean, we're 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 talking about being profitable in business too many people get hung up on oh i'm an i'm an hvac contractor well 
if you can sell more air conditioning units and not have to install them, why would you care? I mean, right. or pay lesser qualified technicians to install them. Why would you care? It's about making money and serving your client and serving your clients, not just about making money. But if you're not going to make money, you might as well move on to <laughs> going to ministry or something. I, I, that's another option. So. They need money too. What are you talking about? They got to raise money. They're really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, we about time. I think, Matt, I think we've covered a lot today. So, you know, where do you start when, when it's time to grow your business? Um, most of the clients that I would deal with are typically not at the two person and want to grow from there. Um, but I know what it's like because I built multiple companies from zero to 25 employees. But the, the, the rule book is the same. And that's, that's the point. You got to look at, analyze where you're at, what's working, what's not working, um, and figure out where you're stuck. Because if you're not doing your A plus activities that you said, and you're stuck, you got you to gotta find somebody to fill in the gaps, activity inventory, which is a Dan Sullivan trademark, um, but a strategic code trademark. You determine what you're spending your time on, I rate them one through five. What do you rate them? Do you do one? Yeah, A, B, C, A, B, C, D. And when you, and eventually you get it to where all you're doing is A plus activities. Um, I, and, and when you're doing only A plus activities, but let's, let's say it's just you and another person, get those activities out there. At least you know what, what's coming. You know the place that they're going to fill in. You got to have a plan. So, so Matt, where can we find you? Yep, so I'm at uh, 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com, uh, and then Matt Hudgens on LinkedIn. How about you? Well, you can find me at davidmulvaney.com, David Mulvaney on LinkedIn. Matt, you got anything you want to fill in from today's episode? Uh, I can send, uh, are we going to attach this little uh, self-assessment thing? You know, that wouldn't be bad. I think that would be a good, um, we can put that... Um, if they, uh, yeah, uh, I call it your customized roadmap. You subscribe to, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, we'll, uh, we'll send you a, uh, that the free, um, free customized marketing roadmap self-assessment tool. Say the name of it again. Yeah. I just called it uh customized marketing roadmap self-assessment. You got it. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and you'll get that tool. Cool. All right, man. Be good. All right, Matt. Have a good evening. See you.